Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCKpod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Sky back with you. It is Friday. That means we're bringing back Chris Benavides of the Commish FFP. Chris, what's up, my man? What's up, brother? Very excited for uh, an actual week of fantasy football and football in general. I was out of pocket last Sunday. Yeah, man, so. we had to we had to catch you during a lunch break, and I mentioned multiple times on the podcast, you being East Coast, me being West Coast, we minimum have a three-hour time difference, and a lot of times uh, life just, you know, gets in the way. Uh, it is what it is, so we end up having to you know, skip dinners or take a lunch break no, to yeah. catch up with each other. So um, I appreciate you always making time uh, for us. This is this is episode 289. We're closing in quickly on episode 300. Very excited about that. Still trying to decide what I should do for episode 300. So listeners, hit us up in the DM. We've got a couple cool suggestions. We've got some guest suggestions. So I have some feelers out there for some guests to come on. Uh, but if anybody has in two weeks uh with the current schedule so reach out to us chris before we get going man i want to uh just quickly make a a a nice mention to you i know that you and i had been in quick conversation last week but uh you had a pretty special event over the weekend i believe and i just want to turn the floor to you and uh, give you some kudos man so tell me about your last weekend yeah dude so well i got engaged man (laughs) i popped the i popped the question and it was, uh, it was a nice moment. I kind of blacked out a little bit when I did it, but I did it. I, I, got, I got the courage going, got the juices flung. I did it on a hike. So Eric and Alex had asked me in our last episode of the commish whether or not I was nervous. And I was nervous, but when you go for a hike, you kind of get the nerves out. And so I kind of felt really good just about, you know, the whole process by the time I get up there and, and you know, I felt good logistically and, you know, got to think of my feet a little bit as to how I was going to do it. But um, yeah, man, worked out. And she, you know, she said, yes. So that's, that's really all that mattered at the, uh, at the end of the day. So fabulous, man. Well, congratulations to you and uh love of course to, uh, to Marissa and, and the rest of the crew. So happy 40 man. And um real Appreciate stoked. It. And uh, look, if it was different times, bro, I'd be on the, the first plane out to Massachusetts, <laughs> but, but uh, I'll have to, I'll have to make it up to you later on. But no congratulations, problem, man. Happy for you. Thanks, bud. Right on. Well, it is Friday. Y'all know what we're doing. We're breaking down the TCK pod listener league. We're going to start with the rookie division. We're going to get into the veteran division. Um, we're going to start with the rookies this week. Last week, Chris only had a, about time for half of it. So I did the rookies alone. He did the vets. We're going to do both today. Excited about that. So let's jump right into it, man. In the rookie division, we have some big matchups coming up this week. I'm going to go through the uh, current standings and then we'll get into the matchups here. So six weeks in. Josh, who is the commish representative in first place, Dweez Nuts, the, the TCK representative just behind him in second place. So Josh and J care are five and one up at the top. Dweez Nuts, B Funk at four and two in second place. Then we have Weston, Wolfpack, Ulysses, Wagon, all at three and three. Megatron all the way in the UK. Mamba Forever, Sack Attack at two and four. And Shep still in the cellar at O oh and six. Hopefully, Uh, He was trying to get Michael Thomas back after all these weeks, but he is out again for another week here. So Chris, let's run down these matchups here. We'll go through the top. We got Wolfpack and Dweez nuts coming up four and two for Dweez Wolfpack three and three Wolfpack has an 18 point uh, performance already from Boston Scott on that late touchdown. And Dweez Mm -hmm. has a 16 uh, point performance from uh, Travis Fulgham and Darius Slayton. So let's start with Wolfpack. It's got Jared Goff, Kareem Hunt, already had Boston Scott, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Hunter Henry, Gio Bernard filling in for Joe Mixon, who was out this week, and Mike Davis for at least one more week. 
Yeah, some tough matchups there. I feel like we're getting into the part of the season in week seven where, you know, we start to know who's good at what. And I believe Goff is up against a pretty good Bears defense right now, yep. especially against especially against quarterbacks. So I'm a little bit nervous about that play. I don't know if he has any other quarterbacks on the bench, but I'd probably consider uh, another QB. Um, outside of that, I mean, yeah, I think he's doing the best with what he's got as far as players. So luckily that he got that, you know, that upside with Boston Scott this week. Lamar Jackson on a bye, so he's going with Jared ah, Goff. Monday yeah. Night Football against the Bears last year, the Rams and the Bears played, and Goff threw four interceptions. So we'll see if he can make a better move there. Usually better in L.A. for Goff, so we'll see what happens there. On the yep. other side, Dweez is rolling out Kyler Murray, James Robinson, Jarek McKinnon filling in for Raheem Mostert, who was also on the IR. Again, Darius Slayton and Fulgham have played already. Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, and Derek Carr. Yeah, no, it sounds like a good team. Um, another, again, another situation where you have guys on buys, and so you're just trying to fill in the best players that you can grab. Um, again, just, you know, the, the, the Rams against the Bears this week, I don't know that I'm feeling totally, but I understand you have to start Cooper Cup. There's no uh, – I bet he doesn't have much, much depth as far as guys better than that. So, How do you feel about when you're stacking a roster, you're not going to sit Cooper Cup anyway, but I usually think it's right. kind of an advantage that Dweez has Cooper Cup, who is – Jared Goff's number one receiver, arguably with Woods, obviously, but a number one receiver. He's got that number one guy versus Cups or versus Goff. So the thought is, let's say Cooper Cup gets 100 yards on five catches. Cooper Cup's going to get five points for the five catches plus 10 points for the 100 yards. That's 15 Mm. total. Jared Goff is going to get four points for the 100 yards and none for the completions. Yeah, right. It's a totally different. point structure right so if it, it, you know the touchdowns follow each other but otherwise I mean the yardage always leans toward that receiver so if I'm mm-hmm. playing a quarterback I love to have their top option at receiver how do you feel about that generally no I, I agree with you completely and I think that 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 exact breakdown with using cup as the example fits into that model and so yeah it, it's not one that I necessarily would um I, yeah I wouldn't disagree with you on that cool and he's got Derek Carr as his super flex quarterback. Derek Carr is actually one of my sits of the week this week. Tampa Bay has been absolutely extraordinary, beaten up on Rodgers last week, giving up just four fantasy points uh, to uh, the number one offense in the NFL last week. So we'll see what happens there. Let's move down the list here. We got Ulysses and Wagon, both three and three. Ulysses out to a big lead in this one. Carson Wentz for 29 fantasy points. Evan Ingram for 11. Should have been a hell of a lot more than that. We'll go with Ulysses first. Aaron Rodgers, Damian Harris, Devontae Adams, Kenny Galladay, Evan Ingram's already played. Will Fuller, Carson Wentz has already played. And then he's got to fill in a running back um, for his second position. And right now it looks like it's probably going to be Fournette. So, again, that's Rodgers, Damian Harris, Leonard Fournette, Devontae Adams, Kenny Galladay, and Will Fuller. Yeah, seems like a good good situation. Um, I know that there's some question around the Houston game, um, specifically with Will Fuller, but I do, I mean, I like that play. Will Fuller's absolutely exceeded my expectations this year. Um, and I think it's one of those things where, you know, if he was able to stay healthy and perform well, this is kind of what we expected, um, but we just weren't sure about the health. So, yeah, I like it. It looks good. Excellent. Let's move over to over to the other side here. We have Wagon coming in at three and three as well. He's got Matt Ryan. Joe Mixon's still in the mix, but he is going to be out for this week. So he's obviously going to have to make a change there. He's got Josh Jacobs, Mike Williams, LaVisca Chenault, and Anthony Ferkser as the backup tight end for the Titans. And then he's got T. Higgins and your boy Josh Allen as well. Yeah, T. Higgins is interesting. Uh, Up against uh, the Cleveland Browns this week, who had a pretty dismal showing. They have a good defense in general, so I doubt that they're not going to play well against Cincinnati I'll be interested to see how he performs. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the team is seem again, I'm going to, I'll probably sound like a broken record tonight, but I think everyone's doing their best given injuries and given buys and the way that the uh, schedule has been shifted around. Everyone's just trying to field a team and, and field a good team. So see, seems about right. <laughs> totally agree. He does have two running back options, both from the same team. How do you feel about Adrian Peterson or carry on Johnson versus the Falcons for the lions? Yeah, you know what's interesting about this? Um, it's funny, dude. I So I'm going to kind of di- uh, um, diverge just slightly. I told someone last week not to play DeAndre Swift because of the running back by three committee. 
Whoopsies. And yep, my bad. Sorry about that, bud. <laughs> uh, never ever sit anyone against the Jacksonville Jaguars ever again. That's pretty much the lesson I learned. Um, but with that said, I, I mean, what do you do? I mean, is Swift the guy now? I'm not quite sure. I like AP because I think he got, I actually think he has a safe floor and at least, I don't know, nine to 10 points. It's better than someone just completely busting. So it's tricky. I just don't know. Yeah, it's, it's tricky, man. It's tricky. I mean, probably go with Higgins. I mean, Burrow, Burrow will likely, you know, throw the ball 50 times again. So, yeah, I'm with you. Let's go with uh, next matchup. Five and one, Josh, the commission representative up against sack attack two and four. Josh is uh, favored to win this one substantially. Again, big time bye weeks coming up now. He's got Ryan Tannehill, James Conner, Alvin Kamara, Robert Woods, Keenan Allen, Hayden Hurst, Brandon Cooks, and Justin Herbert. Yeah, good team. Connor, uh, Connor, Alvin Kamara might score 1,000 points next week. So, jeez, dude. And well, especially with Mike <laughs> Thomas now, uh, still being out, we thought maybe and, and a bit and Sanders. I think Sanders and, is out now and Sanders as well. I will say, not many people are going to start him usually, but one of my kind of dark horses for potentially a big week, we saw it a couple weeks ago against the Lions, um, Latavius Murray. He's mm. not going to feel good. He's probably projected at like five points in all your leagues, but look. He, they're going to run all over uh, Carolina. Carolina is actually second against wide receivers, and they only have one now in uh, in um, yeah. New Orleans now, so it should be running backs all game long, and this one's at home. So I do think both running backs are going to yeah. be nuts in this game there. Well, Let's move over to the other side with sack attack. Garner Minshew, James White, Chase Edmonds, a.k.a. Cheese Almonds. There you go. We got a boy, New Hopkins, who is questionable, but he usually is ready to go. Chris Godwin, Eric Ebron, Matt Stafford, and then we need a flex out of uh, David Johnson, Jarek McKinnon, and Devin Singletary. We'll come back to them in just a second. So Minshew, hmm. White, Edmonds, Hopkins, Godwin, and Ebron. Yeah, good team. Uh, it's funny. I, I actually uh, – one of my sits last week was James White who actually had a good game and mm -hmm. I was, and I was surprised uh, only to see the Patriots not have a good offensive unit last week might've been because they only practiced twice in two weeks, which kind of came out after the fact, but yeah. Um, you know, so, so they kind of go with their bread and butter and James white. So you got to play him obviously moving forward. And it looks like, I mean, after the Kenyon Drake situation, um, they call it a situation because I don't know if it's real or not. Uh, what happens with Chase Almonds here, right? She's at Cheese Edmonds, Chase Almonds. I don't know. It's uh, that's a tricky one. So going back to the flex players, I feel like you got to play McKinnon, right? Am I am I going crazy here? Or is McKinnon the play? No, he's the play. Um, although I mean, you know, Jeff Wilson is still questionable, but I think he plays. Jamichael Hasty is also in the mix now. So the 49ers are confusing anyway, and usually the running backs get their they get their work. Um, hmm. So I, I, I think, I think they will be fine, but I do kind of uh, worry a little bit there that there's going to be enough. I don't want to play Devin Singletary, uh, I agree. but they're playing the jets. So maybe he's also got DJ Moore um, down here uh, as well, going up against the saints, but it's been Robbie Anderson all day long. I mean, maybe you go DJ Moore just because it should be a shootout here. Uh, but that's going to be interesting there in that uh, in that flex position. I do love Matt Stafford against the Falcons, though. That is also a, a start of the week for me. Yeah, I would say just to kind of just to kind of cap that off. I think from a from a volume play, I do think you still have to go DJ Moore. I mean, he had 11 targets last week, so mm -hmm. it's not there isn't a lack of opportunity for DJ Moore. I just think that the the game script is just not favoring him very much this year so far. So. I think you got to play DJ more. Right. All right, let's move on to Mamba Forever and Weston. Weston started 3 and 0. He's been on a 3-day game skid unfortunately. Mamba started 0 and 4, two game winning streak, so they're kind of going in opposite directions here. We'll go with Mamba. He has Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Swift, Derrick Henry, Julian Edelman, Allen Robinson, Jonu Smith, Terry McLaurin and Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, good team. I like, I actually, I mean, I like Teddy B. I like um, McLaurin. Interestingly enough, man, uh, Josh's boy, Julian, has not been really doing Oof. much outs outside of Oof. his one game. He, he actually got dropped totally in my home league. And obviously everybody knows who listens to the commission pod. 
our home league has a very short bench, so we can't keep guys. Not saying that you should drop Edelman if anybody has him, but to start him on a week-to-week basis with confidence is a little dicey right now as far as, uh, you know, even, you know, look, we're Pat's homer, so we're not, you know, this is not someone uh, I would want to not do well, if that makes sense. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, I was just going to say that you your home league is um, also very, you know, Patriots dominant there. So for you guys to drop him is is quite impressive. Unfortunately, right. I'm just going to run through a couple of his quick stats because not only was Josh on your side all about Julian Edelman, but our boy Lucas on our side was very much Julian Edelman. And, and Josh or um, Lucas and I have had a Julian Edelman versus Odell Beckham uh, bet going on all season. And I just, I don't even, I still don't know who's going to win that one because it's very <laughs> up in the air. But Julian Edelman this season, seven targets, 11 targets, six, six, six targets in the last three games, but five receptions, eight receptions, two, three, and two, the last Mm -hmm. three games. So the yardage, man, 57 in week one, 179 in week two. That was a career high. Fantastic. After that, though, 23 versus the Raiders, 35 at the Chiefs, eight yards last week against Denver. And remember, Mm -hmm. they no longer have Chris Harris. Um, So Jules, man, uh, playing injured, old, Cam's not able to get it done. Not sure what the uh, what the excuse is there, unfortunately, but not looking good for uh, Julian Edelman moving forward. Although, in a PPR league, you still got to fire him up if you don't have a better option, but mm-hmm. it's not looking good, man. It's not looking good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to Weston's team. He's got Russell Wilson, uh, fresh off a of bye. Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which absolutely exploded last week, but has not been scoring touchdowns. David Montgomery, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Higby. Chase Claypool and DK Metcalf. Love DK. Oh, God, I love DK. <laughs> dude, dude, we were talking about DK at the beginning of the season. Uh, I am a, I'm on board, dude. You were the, you were the soul. I wouldn't say the soul, but you were uh, leading the charge for DK Metcalf. I think a lot of people liked him, but we didn't. I don't know that anybody really saw this breakout. So that's really fun to watch. I actually did invest in DK in several leagues, so I'm quite happy that I did. Boom. Um, his, val- his value was just too good. So in general, like it overall. Um, there was one other person on the team that I, I, I can't remember who it was, but uh, I wasn't sure that I totally liked the play. Um, uh, let's see here. Wilson, Edward Solaire, Montgomery, Hill, Ridley, hmm. Higby, uh, Claypool, yeah, and Metcalf. Yeah, it's the Higby play. Um, I'm not quite sure what they're doing over there, although I think Gerald Everett isn't quite healthy. So um, I, yeah, I, look, just by default, I think I'm starting to fade mostly everybody on the Rams right now. So yeah. I just realized I'm, I'm catching myself saying that. So, yeah. And Higby's, Higby's not quite healthy either. He did pick up Drew Sample from the mm-hmm. Bengals, which isn't a sexy name, but he's been getting work there. So we can maybe see that flip out. So we'll see what happens. But big sure. game for both these teams. We'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we got a big one up at the top. J-Care and Team Funk. J-Care five and one, Funk four and two. For J-Care, he's got Brady, Elliott, Aaron Jones, Stephon Diggs, Boyd, Kittle, Rojo, and Joe Burrow. Yeah, stacked. I mean, that that's a nice team right there. Um, I even like Rojo. I mean, Rojo's balling out this year. He is. Uh, cle- he is. Clearly, clearly the guy. Um, anybody that faded him, you know. I was you one know, of them. You know, I, I got to. Yeah. I got to be honest. Yeah. I was. I was one of them early <laughs> because I just didn't know how sure. they were going to do. And he was in the doghouse last year, and they had you know Keyshawn Vaughn coming in, and they still had Dario Gumbawale at the time. Then they bring right. in Fournette, but three games in a row here over 100 yards for Ronald Jones. He looks great, man. And you know what, dude? He runs aggressively. Like the play is really not over until he hits the ground because if he's still standing upright, I. I mean, last game I watched him get like three or four extra yards just on his ability to push the green Bay Packers lineman back. And it's just like, that's, that's awesome. Like that's great running back play right there. He just looks aggressive. Nice schedule move coming up as well. He's got the Raiders giants saints and the Carolina Panthers. So all those plus matchups there for running backs. Let's move on to funk. We got drew Brees, uh, Kenyon Drake coming off a huge game, obviously Jamal Williams, because Aaron Jones could be potentially banged up a little bit. He's questionable. So we've got Jay care rolling with Aaron Jones. And on the other side, we got funk rolling with Jamal Williams. That'll be interesting. <laughs> and then you've got the triple stack of the Cowboys. We talk about each week, lamb Cooper and Schultz. I do think they bounce back a little bit with, um, Andy Dalton. I mean, they can't get worse than they did last week. Then they have, uh, AJ Brown and Debo Samuel as well. 
Yeah. Uh, not feeling as confident about his team. Although, yeah, I mean, who knows? You know, it's like if, if Andy Dalton and the cow, look, when you have three Cowboys starting, you need the quarterback to actually get them the ball. So if that mm-hmm. happens, he's got a shot. Absolutely. I agree. I do think it's going to get better. We saw Dalton Schultz really busy in the first half. CD lamb really busy in the second half. Michael mm-hmm. Gallup isn't one of his guys, but he's, he was getting some deep looks and then Amari Cooper can explode any particular given weekend. Now, my biggest issue is that for the Cowboys in general, Zach Martin, they're all pro guard center tackle kind of plays all over the line out with a concussion this week. Zeke fumbled twice last week. I do think that they're going to have to rely on Andy Dalton, good or bad, which means that uh, those wide receiver um, or pass catchers, I should say, should have more work regardless. So uh, I do expect a better game from Andy Dalton in week two here for him and the Cowboys. All right, last matchup in the rookie league. Quick commercial break, and then we'll get into the vets. Megatron versus Shep. Megatron two and four. Shep zero oh and six. For Megatron, she's got Patrick Mahomes, Philip Lindsay, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, Julio Jones, DJ Chark, and uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. She's uh, got Logan Thomas at tight end as well. So one more time, Mahomes, Lindsey, Carson, Lockett, Julio Jones, Logan Thomas, DJ Chark, and Big Ben. Yeah, good team. Um, I'm surprised she's two and four. Yep, it's been uh, tough. Well, Julio, Julio was out for a while. Your boy Chark say, was yeah. out for a while. Lindsey yeah. was out for a while. Mahomes isn't quite Mahomes this year. She's been close a lot, but not, not That's quite getting the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. I feel like if that team can just get healthy, uh, she can go on a tear. So I'd be careful <laughs> for that for the league. <laughs> I do agree. And she's got a nice bench as well, guys, just on by waiting to come back as well. So she'll be all right. On the yep. other side there, Shep actually has a nice squad too, but hasn't been able to get it done. Uh, Cam Newton, Todd Gurley, Antonio Gibson, Keelan Cole, AJ Green, Darren Waller, Juju, and Jimmy G. He had Daniel Jones on the bench who put up 20. No surprise there. Most of that came on his 80-yard rumbling, bumbling, stumbling uh, there. Le'Veon Bell, he does have in the wing waiting for Kansas City, so we'll see what that happens. Uh, and then he's got Michael Thomas again who uh, has unfortunately yeah. not been able to get healthy. He's also got Nick Chubb who got injured as well. So this team mm. preseason was really stacked, but that's fantasy football. He's got some injuries. Again, he's got Cam, Gurley, Antonio Gibson, Keelan Cole, who has filled in very admirably for DJ yep. Chark. AJ Green bounced back last week. Waller, Juju yet to get going. And Jimmy G, who had a negative 2.2 uh, dot last week. <laughs> <laughs> He's your boy. He's not my guy. He's your he, guy. No, hey, yo, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Pause, pause the broadcast. You know as well as I do, and so do the listeners. He is not my boy at all. Bro, I'll roll, I'll roll Bethard every single time other than Jimmy G. And I understand that, like, obviously that's tongue-in-cheek, but Jimmy's not going to get us over the top. I'll just put it that way. He's a great game manager. He's Alex Smith all over again. He doesn't make mistakes. You got to love that. But, bam, he's not the difference maker either. Let's, uh, let's proceed. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, no, I like the team overall. Uh, again, yeah, I'm surprised that. Uh, he, I, believe, I think you said it's a, he, um, is also Owen six. Yeah, dude. It's one of those scenarios where like, if you, you know, if you lose some close ones because guys like Juju aren't showing up, it's like, yeah. well, that's, you know, that's kind of the, that's the deal when you play head to head matchups. So it sounds like that's kind of the, that's been his issue all year. Yeah, it's tough. And, and again, when you get these, you have the right players, like looking right. at your squad, you have the right player, but unfortunately yeah. it just doesn't, uh, doesn't work out so yeah and it's and it's one of these things as well too dude i feel like again you know we're at, we're at the point of the year where like you know again we're going into week seven so people's lineups are you know you're either five and one four and two three and three you know two and four one and five whatever it is right it's like when you kind of look back if you're not doing so well you kind of like think like shit am i like making the wrong choices for my team like why am i missing these maybe seemingly obvious victories if you're benching people it's like but a lot of times it's like when you're leading up to the week, you have given the evidence in front of you, you, you can still make the right choice and it Mm -hmm. not pan out. And so that's just kind of the deal. And you kind of just have to keep trusting that, you know, as long as you do the right research, you read the right materials, eventually you'll kind of, you know, you'll crack something open. And then also in the process of doing that, maybe you realize that someone on your team isn't as good. Maybe you can move some, some people around and, or pick up players off the wire. So that's kind of my, that's kind of my thought. I've been thinking through that a little bit too, because, uh, you know, it's tricky now, you know, I'm, we're in a couple of leagues now. It's like, we're doing fairly well, but sometimes it's like, 
man, you make some, make some decisions and it's like, they don't always pan out. And, and sometimes you just got to, you know, keep trusting the process and eventually you'll get there. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. One of my favorite uh, fantasy analysts is JJ Zacharyson. Great, great podcast, 15, 20 minutes, late round uh, podcast. Y'all should check it out. He's fucking phenomenal. Anyway, very, very, very analytically based. And he's all about trust the process, trust the process. Mm-hmm. What I like about him the most is that he does a start sit and he does kind of like a, a 15 transactions, you know, like uh, keep trade cuts and waiver pickups and all that. But to start each episode, he goes back to the previous week, like we like to do, and kind of goes into like, well, here's what I said last week and here's what happened, right? Mm-hmm. So, th- so good or, wor- or bad, his accountability is something I appreciate. Now, he is always about like, look, I said this was going to happen. Like, uh, for example, Chris, you mentioned you told somebody to, to sit DeAndre Swift. Well, mm-hmm. that blew up in your face. But if you rewind a week ago, it's because he's third in line. He hasn't done shit all season. Right. And, and uh, frankly, I mean, the Lions haven't really done much, to be honest. Now he breaks off a big run. He scores twice. It's a huge game. And now you look bad because you told somebody something, exactly. blah, blah, blah. Yep. But a lot of people don't think of the other stuff of like, hey, take this guy over this guy. And that one blows up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is all about trusting the process. And I think that's important that we take a moment to always like, well, going into the week, our research tells us this is the right move. Are they always going to work? No, of course not. That's why we make decisions. But the reality right. is 80% of them are going to come right. You just hope to be on the right end of it. Exactly. Yep. You got it, man. All right. Quick commercial break, man. And we'll dive into the veteran side. Chris, the TCK Potters know very well where they can find the commission stuff. But just in case we're catching somebody new today, please let us know where we can find all your content. Yes, sir. Yeah. So if you are new and or you're a veteran of the TCK pod and you haven't gone and check out the commission pod, go ahead and do so. It's the commission fantasy football podcast on all the notable platforms, Apple. Now we're on Stitcher. Uh, we're also on Amazon Music. You can find us over on Google and Spotify. So wherever you like to listen to your, your pods, uh, we're likely there. Uh, and of course, if you do like getting content regularly, go check us out on our website, www.thecommissbrand.com. Go get yourself and subscribe to our newsletter. It comes out every Tuesday. So the point of it, obviously, when fantasy is done on Monday night, we drop you a newsletter Tuesday morning with the freshest content that you might have missed and or, um, you know, even if you didn't or, you know, you did catch up on what you needed, there might be some other nuggets in there for you to uh chew on so um yeah it's a good newsletter comes out every tuesday morning um and of course go check us out on social media at the commission ffp on twitter instagram and tiktok love it y'all make sure to go get that uh newsletter you know how i feel about it i get mine every single tuesday there's always good nuggets in there y'all do a great job chris so well done tck potters make sure to also find us on instagram fantasy football underscore tck pod and on twitter at tck underscore pod all of our rankings and articles as well at tck pod com leave a rate and review and a five-star rating here on the podcast we much much appreciate it all right chris let's knock into the veteran side of things uh i have a big matchup here on the tck pod against fellow co-host my man lucas caser <laughs> now the problem is lucas is five and one i'm two and four now talk about like making the right decisions before the games start <laughs> and then mm, yeah. being wrong at the end of Sunday. I have been favored. I went back and like checked all this shit out. I have been favored to win. And now predictions on fantasy is always kind of chicken shit because it's based on, you know, predictions, whatever. I've been favored to win my matchup before the game start every single week, except for one. Mm-hmm. The, the one week I wasn't favored, I won and I've lost <laughs> I've lost uh, four of the other five. So unfortunately the predictions are not getting it done for me, but big one for us here at the TCK pod, uh, the big, uh, big uh, friendly rivalry between Lucas and I, he's off to a great start with the one player that nobody other than Lucas started, which I'll get to in just a second, but he's got a 14 and a half point lead on me already. Let's get through my team first and we'll get into Lucas. I'm once again favored, but we'll see what happens. I'm rolling out Tannehill against Pittsburgh, and I don't like it at all, but that's what I'm going to go with here in our Superflex League. Kareem Hunt, Zach Moss, uh, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Dalton Schultz, uh, Devontae Adams, and Justin Herbert. I've got a bunch of guys on – I've got Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, and Raheem Mostert all on the bench. Uh, With injuries, I did not start Travis Fulgham. 
Um, and I've got AJ Green available as well. So again, Tannehill, Hunt, Moss, Ridley, Boyd, Schultz, Adams, and Herbert. Yeah, dude. I mean, good team. Uh, there's not really much you can do given the injuries that you have. So I think you're. It looks like you're rolling out the best team you possibly can at the moment. I, I don't know what to say about it other than, you know, good luck. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's really it. You know, you you have the best team you can put out there. I need a running back, and again, I have Mostert out on IR. I've got Wilson, who's his backup, but he's also injured. Lamichael P. Ryan on my bench, but he's done nothing. Then I've got right. Mixon and Chubb also on IR. So, yeah unfortunately he's just gotten beat up so far all right lucas on the other side he's got Locke, swift henry dj moore cd lamb uh keenan allen and teddy bridgewater now his 14 and a half points came from none other than richard rogers the third string wow. tight end for the eagles great start for lucas of course he was in my start of the week column last or my waiver column last week to pick up because we lost zach Ertz. we don't have uh uh, Dallas Goddard, and we know that Wentz loves the tight end. Sure enough, six for eight, 85 yards uh, for Richard Rodgers. He could have had a touchdown as well. So Lucas out to a sneaky 14 and a half point lead. Lock Swift, Henry, DJ Moore, Lamb, Richard Rodgers already played Keenan Allen and Teddy B. Yeah, I mean, he looks great this week. I mean, it's the perfect storm of scenarios that Richard Rodgers ends up in his lineup, scores 14 points, Horrendous. while he's got Mark. While he's got Mark Andrews on a bye, it's like, hot, like you know, in any other circumstance, if anything else goes a little bit different, he, there's no way he has Richard Rodgers in that lineup. So just wild that, that, you know, you're up against that, <laughs> that sort of, you know, that luck, but dude, I mean, you have a team that can turn it around and, and it's no guarantee with DJ Moore and uh, CD lamb, although CD lamb has been playing pretty well that, you know, he puts up a few, a few, a uh, few eggs here. So, I mean, it looks good for him, but I don't know that it's necessarily over for you, even though I technically you're still favored. Yep. I started, uh, I started Owen three. I had uh, Devonte Adams out for quite a while. Nick Chubb, of course, got injured. Uh, Mixon's been off and on. Raheem Mostert's been off and on. Uh, Herbert mm -hmm. took a bye, didn't even start the first game. Ryan Tannehill had an early bye. Uh, I'm hoping a lot of this stuff gets behind me by week eight, nine, 10. So when everybody else is, is facing bye weeks, I'm going to be, hopefully pass Done. a lot of that, get these running backs exactly. back. And uh, hopefully I can, I can run off uh, a couple of wins here. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on here. We got Hawk Dolliday and our boy, Paul, um, both teams, three and three here. There's a big matchup this week. Paul already has uh, 8.4 points. Uh, he has 7.6 from Deshaun Jackson who left the game with an ankle sprain. He's out indefinitely uh, on the IR comes back for one game was peppered early. Five, yep. I think he had five targets on the first drive, that seemed, or the, or the first two drives, and then he got injured. And then Devonta Freeman, 0.8 points. I started him in another league. Of course, that was in, uh, a bummer. Three carries, eight yards, just one target, got nothing. And, and uh, Gallman, who wasn't played anywhere, absolutely went off. So let's go over Hawk Dolliday first. Your boy Josh Allen, who needs to bounce back, frankly, but uh, – Always, always good to put up a massive week. Rojo, who we've already talked about, James Robinson, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Robert Tunyon, jo uh, Joshua Jackson, and Tim Patrick, who's come on very nice for the Broncos. Yeah, uh, again, I think he's had a good team here. I'm going to be interested to see how Tunyon does against Houston. Uh, just with you know, I, I think I think Rogers absolutely bounces back, and I think Tunyon has a piece of that. Um, what's interesting, dude? I'm going to say it. Uh, this is going to sound, this is going to sound, uh, all right, everyone just sit down. If you're driving, don't swerve when I say this. Okay. I think this is a trap game for Buffalo against the Jets. Mm. This, feels, this feels like a trap game. I'm not saying that fantasy wise, it's not going to be good for everyone, but I just think that uh, the way that the Buffalo's defense is playing and the way that uh, the Jets are the Jets defense plays, I think that there's some possibility where, they can sneak out a, a weird victory uh, against the Bills. So I'm going to put it out there. It's possible. I don't know that's going to happen, but I think it could be a trap game for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills this week. Okay, so let's see. So Joe Flacco, you're saying, is just obviously far better than, than Josh Allen. We know that already. But this game is at home <laughs> in New Jersey in the mm -hmm. rain. Looks like the weather is not going to be good here, which does not help the passing game, obviously. So right. here's my prediction. Sam Ficken, 
goes five for five, 15 points on field goals. Josh Allen scores <laughs> two touchdowns, 15-14, Jets with the upset. What's your prediction? I like it. Dude, I like that. I like that a lot. I think it's actually going to be a little bit more higher scoring. I think it's going to be a bit of a sloppy game. And mm. I don't necessarily <laughs> think that Josh Allen's going to perform cleanly. I can see a couple of interceptions that, you know, turn the game around for the Jets and just give them enough momentum to – to pull off some weird 24 to 21, you know, 28, 24 kind of victory. Now, of course, if the jets accidentally do win this game, Adam Gase is going to get a contract extension. So nobody, nobody wants to see that. So we're all, we're all pulling for the bills, but (laughs) we'll see what happens. Dude, I'm just really nervous not to kind of go too, too far off track here. Obviously we'll get through the rest of these teams, but dude, I don't know what it is, but the bills defense just hasn't been playing. They have not been playing very well. Well, okay. Uh, and, I'm I'm gonna give you this. I I feel exactly the same. Help me out here. I feel I feel exactly the same. And I know that. I mean, you just you know kind of kind of uh, gave me an attaboy for DK Metcalf. I'm gonna return the favor for Josh Allen on your part. You Appreciate were very that. much very much Josh <laughs> Allen early um, dark horse MVP. Which you know what? If he turns it around, I think he's still in the conversation. But at this point, right. it's it's Russell Wilson or bust in my opinion. But. Sure. The, the okay the the bills start off hot okay then they face a titans team coming off of a bye they were heavy they fucking buzz saw them and they got the w fine then they played the chiefs again buzz saw them it's the chiefs they're playing the jets bro and i know it's in new jersey i know it's a divisional matchup yeah. i know it's going to be sloppy this feels like now it might be ugly as hell i don't expect the bills to run them like everyone else has against the, yeah. the uh, jets i mean the dolphins just shut them out but mm-hmm. I, I see the I see the Jets win or the Dol uh, sorry I see the Bills winning this game like you know even like twenty four to to fourteen or something like it won't be easy they're not going to run them but I think they get it done because they're just too talented yeah uh, and it's got to be a get right game look I'll tell you right now we're kind of joking about it but it is the NFL we see this kind of shit every single year if the Jets pull this one off at home it's 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 almost like a Ha ha for the Jets side. It is mm-hmm. really bad news for the Bills. Totally agree with you. And it, to me, it feels like it has to be a get right game that could go like the wrong way. And the real problem here is that if, look, the, the Bills have lost to two good teams. If they don't pull, if they don't pull off a convincing win, I don't necessarily know that they're like a true, you know, heavyweight in the AFC. So as far as I'm concerned, they, they have to win convincingly to reprove to everybody that they can still get it done against some of these better teams. They just haven't performed up to it. I totally agree. I totally agree with that. That's going to be, that's going to be really interesting, man. It's going to be a, um, again, I mean, this could just be like a 35, nothing win for the bills, which it should be. Um, right. <laughs> but, but again, again, they're on the road. It is in the same. Well, I guess New York is not, doesn't play, actually play in New York. They play in New Jersey. So technically it's two separate States. Uh, but not much of a road game for the Bills, which is good distance-wise. These teams know each other well, obviously, in the same division. Um, and, I mean, the Jets are having a fire sale, dude. You know, like, they just they just sent off another fucking D-lineman to the 49ers. Like, they're not trying. But nah. we see this happen every single year in the NFL. A bad team beats a good team. Nobody sees it coming. And, honestly, Chris, I wouldn't be surprised if you, uh, if you call this one. So, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you credit early. All right, on the other side here. Paul rolling out Mahomes uh, going with Darrell Henderson, but he's another kind of a questionable situation this week. We'll see what happens there with the Rams. You've mentioned the Rams bears game a few times. I think it's going to be even tougher for the Rams. If Henderson happens to be out, he already rolled Devonta Freeman and Deshaun Jackson. He's got Robbie Anderson, Hayden Hurst, Chris Godwin and Gardner Minshew. Yeah. So the back half of his lineup looks really nice and hope and they need to perform well uh, in order for him to make up some ground with uh, Freeman and, and Jackson. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, that's what he needs. He just needs, he needs Godwin to step up. He needs Hurst to have a good game versus Detroit. Like, all of these things are very doable. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just whether or not they perform or not, you know, Robbie Anderson, another example. So yeah, it's just, it's just I, to happen. I agree. And if Mahomes doesn't go <laughs> off, this team is, um, I mean, they're solid, but there's no like difference makers per se. Anybody right. can have a good game any, any given week, but if Mahomes doesn't go off, which he hasn't really yet, um, you know, he, he could be in a little bit of trouble. So it's a pretty evenly matched game with two, three, and three teams. All right, let's right. move down the list here. No suit for you and our boy D Stancato. Shouts out to our man, Daniel, who started the podcast with me uh, a few years ago. All right, Daniel off to a big lead. 
so far, but still not favored to win in this one. Carson Wentz goes off for 29 fantasy points in his super flex position. He's got Evan Ingram as well. We'll start with Daniel's team first. And then Chris, I've got to ask you for some commish advice when we get to mm. no, so for you here. All right. So Daniel's rolling out Deshaun Watson, who has been fucking on fire since Bill O'Brien got fired. Uh, love me some Deshaun Watson when he's playing like this, Melvin Gordon, assuming he even comes back from his DUI. He had a, he had a, uh, an issue uh, last week. Um, with the illness, we'll see if he even plays. He's got J.D. McKissick, kind of a sneaky PPR start there. Jarvis Landry, who's also banged up. He's got Jamison Crowder, who's also banged up, and Robert Woods as well. So this team is pretty solid on paper, but a lot of question marks. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, you know, uh, I would not feel comfortable if I had this team, not for nothing. You know, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, uh, let me sort of backtrack. I, I don't mean to say, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable in the position that I'm in, given the rest of the, you know, COVID-19 mm-hmm. 2020 situation the NFL is in right now. But what I would say is thank God for Deshaun Watson and thank God that this man can win you weeks because Dude. I've been, you, you know, I've been, I've been someone who's vocally not a big fan of Deshaun Watson. But one of the things I did say is that he has the power to literally single-handedly carry your team. Yep. So he's in, he's in a position where Deshaun Watson can do that. And hopefully he can continue to do that because if he does, it'll eliminate some of that regression from guys like Gordon um, and whether or not you know Crowder plays or what Jarvis Landry does. Deshaun Watson can help you. So that's what, I, you know, sometimes you need that. And, and he, he's getting it from Deshaun Watson. Totally agree. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. He's got a lot of question marks, so we could have a couple guys. I mean, it's, you know, uh, we released this episode a couple days before decisions are made, but on Sunday, he could have a couple of these guys who end up uh, out that are questionable as of right now. He also has Marquise Brown and Devontae Parker on by, which is tough. So again, we're in the middle of the season where you hear some of these rosters, you're like, what the hell is he doing starting J.D. McKissick? Well, nine times out of 10, it's like, you fucking have to, you know? And And McKissick's been playing pretty well. So, you know, look, he's getting double digit points in the last few weeks. It's like, that's all you kind of need sometimes. Exactly. And actually, you know, I got to give a shout out to Lucas, who is kind of constantly calming me down a little bit on like, man, I need studs. I need studs. He needs studs. He's like, yeah, you do. But you also need a JD McKissick every once in a while to just get you 10 points. Because you can't have an Odell Beckham who could get you 30 but he could also get you four, you know, exactly. sometimes you just, you just need the floor guy to make sure that you get the 10 to 15 points to buoy your roster in case, in case one of your guys takes a shit. You know what I mean? So yep. I think that's a, that's a good call there. All right. Jumping to the other side, Chris, I need your help here. You are the commish fantasy football podcast. I know that you've been in this family league with your pops and your uncle, your cousins, your brother for 25 years. You guys have a weekly meeting. There's a lot of things that come up here. I need some advice. I'm the commission of this league and many other leagues. I've got a situation here and I need to bounce it off somebody. So team, no, so for you. All right. We had basically what happened is Sterling Shepard was on IR for the last couple of weeks. All right. No surprise there. Well, Sterling Shepard was active last, you know, last game against the Eagles here on Thursday night, played, played well, had 18 fantasy points, went off. He's asking if we can move him off of his IR spot. So that'll unfreeze his team. Cause right now, because of the settings, He's on IR, so he can't move anyone to IR. He can't uh, pick anyone up. He also can't make any roster positions because he has an active player who's frozen on his IR spot, if you're following me. So my issue is as the commish and to the rest of the league and the integrity of the league, is it okay that I move Sterling Shepard out of the IR spot, who, again, is not no longer on IR. He played, move him to his bench. So he's not going to get credit for those points but it will free up his roster for him to make other roster moves. Or is it a situation where like sucks, but sorry, bro, I got to keep him there because the game already happened. It's not cool because I'm sure somebody else has had this happen in the league and I'm just hasn't been aware of it. Help me out a little bit here. Yeah, no worries, dude. Yeah. I I understand what you're going through. Um, So you mentioned, you mentioned our home league uh, with the commission. We've talked about it several times on, on a few of our recent episodes, but our home league is fairly uh, non-apologetic for manager errors. Okay. So if you make an error 
where you didn't take and you know a Sterling Shepherd out of your IR, that's on you, and you just have to deal with it for that week. Just make sure you don't make that mistake again. Otherwise, you'll just keep you know you'll just keep hurting yourself. And so it's not necessarily a commish problem that you didn't manage your roster properly. The other thing too to this point is that I can actually empathize here with uh, with no sue for use because like I actually had this I have had this exact situation happen to me this week with Sterling Shepard. So. I also didn't check to see if Sterling Shepard was playing simply because he's not someone on my roster that I would likely have played anyways on a Thursday night game against the Eagles. So I, I didn't necessarily check to see whether or not he was going to play. And by the time the game started, he was already playing. It was already confirmed. And in the league that I have him in, he's sitting in my IR the same exact way that no suit for you has him in his IR. And I am not saying anything to the commissioner because as far as I'm concerned, that's on me to have known to change it. So mm. it's one of those scenarios where it's kind of a tough look break. And I think in most leagues, I feel like uh, it's very laissez-faire where like the commission's kind of hands off with manager errors. So again, you know, you, you can handle it however you want to, and I'll sort of respect what you decide to do in this situation. The only thing that I would say is that, you know, and this is just one of these things for, um, you know, it, it does require sort of a conversation before, the league starts and it's obviously a lot easier when you're with your homies. Um, and so in these scenarios, there might have been a scenario where this has already happened and no one actually came to you and told you. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, so you're kind of balancing that as well, because if I was a player in a league where I kind of just took my L and just didn't say anything, didn't complain and someone else, you know, the squeaky wheel kind of ha- you know, happened and the, the commissioner changed it. I'd have been like, well, what the fuck? I should have just said something to, you know, to the commissioner, um, but I just decided not to because I didn't want to make it a big deal. So, and and not that I'm saying you know, no sue for you wasn't you know, I didn't have the right to ask. I certainly sure. would have asked. I certainly would have asked as well. So, so, um, but you know, and I think he's kind of taking it gracefully in the fact of like whatever you decide to do will be, you know, what, what he'll respect that decision. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of how I see it. I'm very, it's, you know, in our league, <laughs> we're you know we're in my home league, we're a little bit very non-apologetic for those mistakes. Um, but at, at the same time, I'm also very laissez-faire when it comes to uh, commissioning leagues. Right. I'm with you, man. And uh, unfortunately, this is a tough break, but I, I do think we need to hold Pat. What makes me feel a little bit better about that is he is able to field an entire roster. I think mm-hmm. I would be a little more sympathetic if like the rest of his bench was on a bye or he had to play one guy or he can't field a team. Now that's maybe a different conversation because ultimately you should have a full squad. Um, right. But, but the fact that he's able to do that, and at this point he's maybe just looking to like make a, make a switch here and there, um, I feel better about leaving it as is. And, you know, again, I, I think there is some responsibility to be had. And, uh, you know, just knowing, again, this is the veteran league, so everybody in this league was in the league last year. Knowing yeah. this particular player and manager, I know that he knows what he's doing. I think this is just a straight-up oopsies and sure. I, I don't it expect it, it. I don't expect it to happen weekly. And so, unfortunately, I think he just has to kind of deal. Obviously, if this becomes a weekly thing, we're going to have to have a, a chat. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I do think it's just a, it's just a one off oopsies. And I agree with you. I, I uh, encourage anybody to bring it up to the commission because you never know. But I think in yeah. this particular situation, we'll, we'll bring it. All right, man, let's run through the rest of his team. And we've got a couple more uh, squads to go through. All right. So aside from Sterling Shepard. And I appreciate your help there, Chris. Thank you. Um, so no, sir, for you is also rolling out breeze, the OG future hall of famer, Frankie Gore. He's got <laughs> Mike Davis for at least another week. Deandre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Travis Kelsey, Chase Claypool and Joe Burrow. Yeah. Good squad here. Uh, I love the Terry McLaurin play over uh, against Dallas. Travis Kelsey will ball out and take touchdowns away from CEH. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not bitter about that at all. Um, Chase Claypool looks nice against Tennessee. Burrow will throw 71 times. So, yeah, good, good good, squad here. I totally agree. All right, let's move on down here. We got three more matchups. Let's go into Curly and Drew Reb, both teams at two and four. Curly rolling out Aaron Rodgers, David Montgomery, your boy CEH, DK Metcalf, Kenny Galladay, Jonu Smith, Odo Beckham, and Jared Goff. Yeah, so <clears> – <throat> I had in my sit for the playbook this week was David Montgomery. And I 
I know that that's a very odd sit because in most leagues you're playing two running backs and maybe a flex. And so you need, and just the way running backs, play, you don't have a running choice. Backs, yeah. You don't have a choice, but to play David Montgomery. I don't necessarily think we're going to see a lot of David, David Montgomery. So I have him on my team. Okay. I've been a proponent for David Montgomery this season. Before the season, I actually had him higher, much higher on my, on my running back list than most people. And he's actually been performing fantasy wise fairly well considering where you likely draft David Montgomery partly because Terry Cohen is out of the picture and Cordell Patterson is kind of a quasi running back wide receiver so really the backfield is David Montgomery or bust the problem with uh with David Montgomery and it's not really it's partly his problem it's partly the Chicago Bears every this man is struggling to get points and every point he gets it's a it, it's literally watching him run through quicksand to get points Partly because of, you know, him, because, you know, this is the issue. He's not a really good explosive running back. And I'm really afraid of the quickness and dominance of the LA Rams uh, defensive line this week against the Chicago Bears, such that I don't think David Montgomery is going to be able to pull off much against them. If he gets passing work, he can salvage a 10 point type of game, but I don't see a ton of points being scored in this game. Um, from the ground as far as uh, David Montgomery is concerned. So that's my only thing with David Montgomery. I do hope he plays well because I do have him in another league and I have to start him just based on bye week issues and um, other, uh, you know, other circumstances, but not expecting a ton. That's my, uh, that's my piece. Let me give you a couple of names here. The Curly is actually one of the, the few teams in all of fantasy football that is actually somewhat stacked at running backs here for his bench. So he did a great job acquiring guys here. Chris, mm-hmm. I'm just going to give you a couple names. Tell me if you would start them this particular week over David Montgomery on Monday Night Football at the Rams. Latavius Murray versus Carolina Panthers. Would you start him over uh, David Montgomery this week? Probably not, no. Okay, Kenyon Drake versus Seattle. I think I would, yes. I think I'd start Kenyon Drake because Kenyon Drake, regardless of – the problem with Kenyon Drake is that People drafted his, him as an RB1. He's performing more like an RB2 for most of the year. And actually, it's not terrible. Like, he's got 14 points, 11 points, 8, 3, not very good, but 13 and then 28. So he's generally in the double digits, and he gives you kind of a safe floor just given the volume. I'd probably start Kenyon Drake over Montgomery this week. Probably not Cheese Aldman's, though, correct? I wouldn't start. Frog. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I, I, that was my, uh, that was my recommendation over DeAndre Swift last week. When I told the guy to, to sit DeAndre Swift, it was because I was suggesting uh, start cheese almonds. And unfortunately, yeah, that, that whole situation t- totally backfired. So fair enough. Not a, yeah. And Curly could have played Boston Scott, but he did not with 18.2 fantasy points on his bench there. All right, let's go over to Drew Reb here. Go with Brett Rippon. That's right, folks. Uh, not playing <laughs> against the Chiefs, so he'll be swapping that out, of course. He's got um, Josh Jacobs, uh, David Johnson, uh, Tariq Hill, and Hunter Henry, Stephon Diggs, and uh, Jared Cook. He's got a lot of players on by. He's got Kirk Cousins on by. He's got Jonathan Taylor on by, Justin Jefferson, Noah Fant. Uh, this is kind of just one of those weeks, unfortunately, I think that uh, Drew Reb's going to have to just kind of eat it. Yeah, and he's just, you know, even with uh, Ripian, um, who is, I don't think he's playing. I'm not, sure, I'm not quite sure. No, it's 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 Drew Locke, and I just – Right. I think he's got him in there just in case there's a, a hiccup there. But, I mean, again, he's going to have to sub like him he's, out. He's going to have to yeah. sub out John Brown, and he just hasn't gotten there quite yet because he's probably trying to make a trying to make a, a, a late-ditch effort here. But Curly's, yeah. uh, Curly's looking pretty good in this one. <laughs> I, I would agree with you. Yeah. It does seem like he needs to make a couple of moves that he hasn't done quite yet. So I'm going to wait and see to, to figure out what he's going to do here. Got it. All right. Next up, we got Pelkey going up against Brady for Prez. Brady for Prez got a 4.3 performance out of Darius Slayton for Pelkey here, two and four going with Kyle Allen, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, who you mentioned could have, you know, 70 points. I agree with you on that. Uh, Mike Evans, Jerry, Judy, Darren Waller, Devin Singletary. Yeah, good team, and then he he does have to start his uh, last potential quarterback, it looks like, uh, potentially Baker Mayfield against Cincinnati, likely the play there. So I think he's got a nice squad. Um, unfortunately, the, the Darius Slayton play on the other side, which we'll talk about, 
puts uh, puts Pelkey at a nice position this week, I think. I totally agree. On the other side, Brady for Prez, again, 4.3 already from Slayton. He's got uh, Kyler Murray, James Conner, Antonio uh, Gibson. He's got Brandon Cooks, George Kittle, Todd Gurley, and Big Ben. Yeah, good good team. I mean, I like him. Um, I, I like the squad here. Kyler Murray could potentially score 1,000 points against Seattle. Like their defense is – it's funny, man. Like Russell Wilson is in the MVP lead here and the team is doing incredibly well, but like that defense is not very good. So yep. uh, yeah, it's just one of those re- really weird um, uh, oxymorons in a sense where like you have a team that's five and oh, but the defense is terrible. So I don't know. It's just, you know, Kyler Murray could ball out. Good, good squad though. I mean, my, you know, minus the Darius Slayton play here, um, team could do very well. Might be, uh, you know, that might be the difference in NFL terms come playoff time too. If the Seahawks yeah. can't get it together here, because sure. they're gonna they're gonna need that um, defense obviously uh, when they get to play Step the up. big boys here in the playoffs. Um, right. Kyler Murray currently the number one fantasy quarterback here, definitely pulling the Lamar Jackson from last year. A lot of people had that prediction that he might take that leap, and so far so good, man. He has been phenomenal. Six straight games with a rushing touchdown, uh, and he's not even throwing for yardage yet. Like he, he's exactly, going for like yeah. 180 yards a game and he's, he's, you know, he's the number one fantasy quarterback. If he ends up getting, you know, 250 to 300 at least, which is still terrible for NFL right now. <laughs> um, he's just doing it on the ground. So phenomenal uh, quarterback play for Kyler Murray. All right, man. Yep. Final matchup here. Hide and Zeke four and two against you guys also four and two. And man, you guys have really turned it on. I remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, my team and your team both at 0-2 at that particular time. You have rattled off four consecutive victories. Again, I've been kind of stuck in the mud a little bit, unfortunately, with some injuries and bye weeks and whatnot. But y'all have turned it on really well. Let's go over hide and Zeke first, and we'll turn it on to you. You're going up against this week Russell Wilson and those Seahawks. Uh, Zeke Elliott, who you have to imagine is going to be uh, pretty motivated to turn it on this week. Jarek McKinnon, um, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Higby, Julio Jones, and Matt Stafford. <clears throat> Yeah, this is a this is a deadly lineup. I'm not very confident uh, in our squad this week just because like we have we're dealing with question marks and buys and outs. Uh, we have a lot of reds in our in our squad. So, yeah, good team here. Um, I don't really see a lot of weaknesses. I got to be honest here. This is this looks pretty solid up and down. I totally agree. The only spot that I think would be a quote unquote weakness would be Tyler Higby, but mm. he doesn't ha- doesn't have a better option. And hide uh, and Zeke still holding on and waiting out at Christian McCaffrey. So he's just going to get even better right. once he's healthy there. Right. All right, let's move on to yours, your team, Chris, and we'll get out of here. Commish this week, rolling out Matt Ryan, Chris Carson, Philip Lindsay, AJ Brown, Will Fuller, TJ Hawkinson, James White, and your boy TB12. Uh, Miles Sanders, of course, out. Michael Thomas out. Austin Hooper out. You guys have, uh, unfortunately, too many, uh, too many O's on your roster yeah. there. So, so again, you got Ryan Carson, Lindsay, AJ Brown, Fuller, Hawkinson, white and Tom Brady. Yeah. There's a, sl- there's a small chance here that we might end up moving James white into the RB two spot and then end up playing Cole Beasley in the flex spot. Um, simply because the news with, I think John Brown and, and yeah. Knox are not going to be starting for the Buffalo bills, which means Cole Beasley should we're going to talk about him on the, on the commission pod and our starts and sits, but I think Cole Beasley is a, is a start this week for most squads, just given the volume um, and the fact that they are playing the jets defense. So I think we're going to end up playing Cole Beasley here in this, in this lineup, but yeah, look, the best thing I can hope for is apparently recent reports. You heard it here first on the TCK pod. Antonio Brown wants to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so if that mm. happens, maybe not this week, maybe, mm. maybe, maybe Tom Brady links up with his once notable, uh, you know, fling that he had last year in new England could boost the, could boost the, uh, the wide receiver volume here. So you heard it here first. It's uh, it's going around town. One game. Yeah. One game last year with Antonio (laughs) Brown and Tom Brady. He did score a touchdown against the Miami dolphins, 16 fantasy points there for AB. And uh, we know that uh, obviously he was perennially, the number one fantasy wide receiver, if not Julio Jones for a good five, six years there. So I don't expect AB to be AB anymore, but there's talks about Seattle. There's talks about um, uh, the Packers. There's talks about, well, the Buccaneers, of course. Um, I don't want the circus, but I would love the talent in San Francisco. There's many, many teams that could use 
and Antonio Brown. We haven't talked about Dez yet because he's not technically on the roster roster, but Dez Bryant also back with the uh, Ravens on the practice squad for now. I assume he'll move up the ranks once he's ready to go. But look, man, if we can get, I mean, even a 32-year-old AB, 31-year-old Dez, if they can get back to 80% of what they used to be five years ago, those guys are going to be incredible number twos and number threes. My concern with both of those guys is not knocking off the rust. It's because the talent is there. Depending on where they fall, I think they'll be just fine. My issue is ego-wise for both of those guys. Can they handle and can they just sober up and shut the fuck up about being a number two or a number three on their particular squad and just go help a team win? Because if they go to Tampa Bay, they go to Philadelphia, they go to San Francisco, Seattle, um, Green Bay, they're not going to be the number one. Maybe in San Francisco, but that's still George Kittle. They're not going to be the number one. So can they ego-wise be a number two or number three? That is – that's my concern with those guys, but I love the, uh, I love the potential here, man. It could be a lot of fun. I think the NFL and fantasy football certainly are more fun with those guys in it. Yeah, I agree with you. It's uh, just to kind of, you know, play off of that a little bit. Um, Eric who handles our, the commission Twitter page kind of wrote that, you know, there, there was kind of rumors going around that AB might sign with the new Orleans saints because they need some help at yep. wide receiver given MT. And uh, you know, someone had commented something to the effect of like, you know, what if it is MT and AB on opposite sides of each other? Like, how do you stop that? And Eric wrote, he's like, just tell, just have the cornerback say that the other guy is better, and then watch them implode on each other. Exactly. So. And that's, unfor- <laughs> that's like- unfortunately, man, that's that's super real. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Super real, and 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 the ego, the ego gets in the way of a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you know, again, Odell Beckham would be the best wide receiver in the league if he didn't have these weird fucking ego things and tantrums and shit. And that's I think so true. that's what makes a guy like Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson, DK Metcalf. That's what mm-hmm. makes them different. They put their head down. They go to work. They're already the best. They know that the best are going to be the best for a very long time and they keep their head down and play. And uh, I have so much respect for guys like that. Shouts yep. out to your boy Cole Beasley really quick before we get out of here. I do want to mention he's had at least six targets, six or seven targets in every game this season, except for week four, He's had at least five receptions in every game except for two. He doesn't have a lot of yards. He doesn't score very often, but he does have that PPR floor there. So I like that play a lot. And uh, I I do think that Cole Beasley is a decent play there. So best of luck to the commish crew. Let's get into our – let's get into the quick uh, recap of the uh, league standings, and then we'll get out of here, Chris. So far, Lucas, again, up at the top, alone, five and one. Hide and Zeke and the commish right on his tail here at four and two big matchup there. Then we got uh, Hawk Dolliday, Brady for Prez, Paul, no for you and D Sancato at three and three. I'm holding up the rear here with Pelkey, Curly, Andrew Reb at two and four. Chris, I appreciate you coming back on every time. We'll do it again Friday. One more time. Please let the TCK Potters know where they can find your playbook and the rest of your content. Yes, absolutely, man. Yeah, definitely go check us out over at the podcast, the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, on all the notable platforms, mainly Apple, Google, and Spotify. And of course, go check us out on our website, thecommissionbrand.com, and then go find yourself where to sign up for the newsletter. Put your name in, your email address. You'll get that every Tuesday morning uh, moving forward. And of course, if you want some nice, funny content and you're on Twitter, Eric does a great job keeping it light and humorous on our Twitter page at the commission FFP. And then also on our Instagram and TikTok pages also at the commission FFP. Love it. And Chris, I do want to let you know, breaking news came on this podcast right now. Antonio Brown just signed a one-year contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There it is. Look at that dude. (laughs) Look at this dude. Wow. For fantasy, it will be difficult for Brown, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans to see a sustainable production unless Brainy turned it into a true MVP candidate for the rest of the season. Brown's upside, however, is undeniable, making him, at worst, a flex position once he gets his feet wet into the system. Really quick, Chris, let's turn it on. Brady, yeah, legitimate Super Bowl contender at least. Have to be. Have to be. Absolutely have to be. Uh, he uh, look, look just just a rewind. I know it feels like ten years since we last saw Antonio Brown, but it wasn't ten years ago. It was legitimately last year. And in a half a quarter, Antonio Brown put up thirteen points. I'm just gonna throw it out there. This is absolutely money move for the Tampa Bay Bucks. They are, as far as I'm concerned, they are the NFC favorites right now. Holy uh, shit. Even- even over, even over Seattle and Green Bay, I just think, I just really think this team is about to fly off the handle. So, very good stuff. 
Wow. Uh, incredible move. Uh, again, we're dropping this episode immediately. So it is breaking news here on the podcast. We don't usually do that, but I just happened to read it. As you mentioned it, Chris, I got a text uh, that Antonio Brown had signed. I had to confirm it. Sure enough, uh, dropping here, nice. Adam Schefter on Twitter. Antonio, how about the Brady effect, man? Holy shit. I mean, Real just man. Their, their defense. I mean, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown now. And look, let's be honest, right? Uh, Chris Godwin, uh, Evan, uh, Mike Evans, uh, Gronkowski, OJ Howard, these guys can't stay healthy. If Antonio Brown accidentally becomes a number two or number three on this team, which he might already be, I mean, yep. they literally have three number one receivers right now for Tom Brady. It's uh, so crazy. <laughs> let's, let's see how that narrative of Tom Brady not throwing deep happens the rest of the season. I'll just throw that I know, out. yeah. I know, yeah, because that, that hasn't already been debunked yet. Oh, my <laughs> he God. Looks, uh, he looks incredible. Unbelievable. All right, Chris, always a pleasure, man. Appreciate you having to come on. TCK Potters, make sure you go find out where the commission is bringing you things. Sign up for their free. It's free, folks. Go get yourself a playbook from the commission crew. Go find them on Twitter, on Instagram, and make sure you follow us on Instagram as well, football underscore TCK pod and TCK underscore pod on Twitter. Give us a five-star review anywhere you listen to your podcast. Check out our website, TCK pod dot com for ratings and our articles chris always a pleasure man we'll do it next week appreciate you and congratulations again on the engagement my man thank thank you sir appreciate you all right brother we'll talk to you next time for chris benavides and the commission ffp episode 289 in the books i'm your host sky guasco and we are out of here thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.